Don Garrison's Pinball Podcast is sliding back into your ear holes for episode number 72, and we got something special. We're all about innovation here at the worldwide headquarters of Don's Pinball Podcast. We got some expo news and views coming up, and something special. Ready? Let's hit it. Swinging into our Thursday, what is this? it's midweek, right? Let's cover this episode uh, or this information with another episode or this time period with some views you can't afford to lose. And for uh, my first time only, I am coming in here with a co-host, Mr. Brian Coser from Virginia. Brian Cos, what's up? Don, how you doing, man? I think I called you Coser, Cosner. I, I I put that Z in there that you wanted. You know, Cos, Cosner, it doesn't matter. Now, the Cos you may remember as the foreign correspondent for American Pinball from the illustrious pinball show from like last year, which is where I first uh, heard of you. And then I met you in the flesh at the uh, the Louisville Pinball Arcade Expo last year. Oh, yeah. World famous Louisville. It was some good times that we had there. So what's up, man? Thanks for coming on and joining. Absolutely. Let's yeah, do this co-host thing. Let's just have be a couple of guys talking about pinball, hanging out in the midweek. And the lead up Absolutely. to Xbox. That's all it is. Pinball, man. Let's just talk about pinball. All right. So first off, are you going to Chicago's Pinball Expo? Well, Don, first off, oh. look, there's been some drama this last week. Maybe the biggest story of this whole week. Oh. And it's been all over Facebook. Oh, shoot. And everyone seems to have an opinion on this. Yes. So I want to hear straight from you, your opinion. Okay? Right. What do you think about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Come on. I mean, you know, like, I, yeah, I was broken up over this, you know, and I probably lashed out and I probably said some words online that I didn't mean. I wasn't thinking and I would like to walk some of that back, um, you know, because, because you know, I've always I've been, you know, longstanding with Team Tay Tay. Um, you know, so this kind of threw me for a loop, but you know, I'm coming to terms with it and I, I am, you know, if anybody that was offended at what I did and you know, the, the, the clothing that I wore in protest, I, I, I have to officially apologize. So you're a chief, yeah, you're a chief Spain now. I mean, you know, I, I keep it on the DL since I live in the, the cheese land of green Bay, but you know, I ain't, right. gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I got some KC in my heart somewhere. All right. That's the biggest thing I wanted to talk about. Oof. Taylor Swift. Yeah, I knew it was going to come out, man, but, you know, like I, my spirit feels lifted now. All right. <laughs> you coming to Chicago next month? I plan on it. That's the plan. I hope to be there. It's going to be a good time. I've been there the last couple years uh, after COVID, and I was there the year before COVID. So been coming uh, every year for the last, like, four years. So Now, I hope you're driving from Virginia with some sort of recreational vehicle because there's going to be a couple new in box games that are a little bit rare that may be available. Some magical boxes of games containing a game, containing magic, magic girl, containing what's technically a game, I guess we could call it. Well, I I did play magic girl last year. I assume you did. I did too. I waited in line three deep and I got to play that, that game. Yeah. With Craig Bobby. And he, you know, he was excited beyond belief. Those Canadians, I think they just love, they love magic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then that art is, is fire. Like even today, everything that Yeti has done. Um, yeah. Like, like I'm still digging that. Like I don't have any pinball tattoos, but if I was considering something, you could do a lot worse than magic girl. 
Would you get a magic girl tattoo? I have done sillier things, sir. Well, see, Zach was going to get somebody to do like a TPN tattoo a couple years ago and give away a free Star Wars topper. And everyone thought he was crazy. And now I think I'd do it because it's going for like three grand or whatever. <laughs> I, I got one sitting behind me somewhere. I don't know if you can see it on the cam. A little okay. R2 up there. Yeah. Yeah. The last one that I've seen sold um, was like $3,500, $3,600. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm looking at this thing up here, Mr. Beep Boop, and I'm like, you know, what's it worth it for me to keep this dang thing? Mm, yeah, it's getting uh, it's a little too pricey for me. But you know, you're talking about these magic girls. I guess we're we're seeing that there's going to be two, you know, two there that are like new in box. Are they are they original ones? Are they the ones that these guys have updated to the new like software and new uh, you know mechanisms that make it almost fully you know the original game that it was intended to be? I mean, I guess we don't have the details of that yet. That is completely unknown. But correct me if I'm wrong. Was it Coin Taker that was listing these games um, like six months or so ago? One was like forty five thousand. One was sixty or Ooh. something. Something Ooh. outrageous. And then I didn't hear anything else about it. So, if it, how much would a new in box one be? I don't know. Fifty grand. I mean, if it's 30? new, if it's new in box, it's not going to have any mods on it, so it's going to be not worth that much, I would think. Hmm. <laughs> well, this yeah, is... I think I'm going to pass on Magic Girl. I mean, I hope they have you know maybe one there to play again. I wouldn't mind you know, playing it for a few more minutes and, and just seeing the game. Like I said, it's a beautiful game. Who? And I, I enjoyed playing it. I, I I only played you know one game, but who owns the lights to this game now, or is it just floating out there in the ether? <laughs> I have no idea. Can somebody scoop this up and actually make it into, you know, like a compelling, modern, fully fleshed out pinball machine? I would imagine with all the, just the bad vibes <laughs> from the last few years, it's kind of like deep root. I, I just, I probably no one even wants to it's touch cursed. it. All right. Well, the, I mean, where drama and all that people losing money. I just think it's, it's, I don't think anybody else wants to make any more. So is it a American pinball that's bringing it? I think the owner, not the, really the owner, but one of the main showrunners of, of Expo, the guy named Rob Burke, I think he he owns one or owns a couple of them or something like that. All right, because I know that... some ties back to American Pinball with with David Fix. I think he helps run Expo as well. So because I know that playable version was sitting right there at the American Pinball booth. So you know, and, and I'm just segueing here because also appearing at the American Pinball booth will be the cast from the back glass oh. LCD screen of GT Mother Grab and F. Galactic Tank Force, talking about Clementine. I'm talking uh -oh. about Plotnik. I'm talking about live and in person. Are they going to do meet and greets? Are you going to be able to get a squeeze from Sonya? Or are you going to be there on the other side of the velvet ropes with security guards most likely? Um, is it going to be a cost to it? Is it going to be free? What's going to, you know, are they going to be selling merchandise? Are they going to be autographing things? Who knows? Are they going to be lines of nerds with GTF back glasses that are 3D? Or did they get the signature lunchboxes that they're bringing in? Oh, yeah. You could bring your Nordman robots and get it signed. I mean, that's like that's what I would do. GT to the F. I hope they have like a themed backdrop or something for it. I don't know. Um, So that, that game, uh, you've played it, I'm assuming. I played GTF once uh, at on location, and you know I, I really did like the the lights, the lighting, and you know the art on it was really good. The game, um, the game was fine. Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Uh, I enjoyed the time I had, but I played it out on location, and it, it was a little hard to hear there. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, some of the clips, it does have a lot of audio and you know all those video clips. I think it's something that would probably be enjoyed a little more uh, in a home setting. Uh, because of all the different, uh, you know, full motion video, kind of like 90s, 
retro cheesy video clips like your Sega, Sega CD, CD games yes. and 3, 3DO if you ever had one of those. I used to go to the uh, the electronics store. I couldn't afford a seven hundred dollar three uh, D O back in the day, but I used to play that in the CDI. And yeah, they're not they're they're barely games, but you know, amazing tech. Mad Dog McCree, right? Right. Yeah, I had that. Yeah, I actually had a three D O. I saved up my money and sold things at the flea oh, market God. and just saved and saved and saved and mowed grass and you know did whatever I could to make the money. And I bought a three D O. That's, that's this is probably like 1995 or something or 94, 95. And, you know, it was right when CD games were coming out and um, it was the greatest thing ever. But the thing was, nobody else had one. And I found one guy in like my town that had one and we would trade games. Yeah. I mean, what did you have Gex? Gex was on the 3DO, right? Yeah. I mean, I had the Samurai Showdown or whatever. Oh, the, what yeah, had, that's right. Okay. And, uh, gosh, uh way of the warrior was kind of like a mortal Kombat kind of clone and they had a bunch of games that were really unique for it like road rash and um need for speed a lot of those games kind of came out on that 3do first before they came anywhere else i know this is not pinball related <laughs> but uh kind of reminds me of that you know G, you know gtf when those games like shockwave they had a lot of full motion video clips and a little cheesy like sewer shark on the sega cd oh, if you remember that i do i I'm, i was there when they when that came out oh yeah man. But I like what they did. I, I kind of like the concept. I know a lot of people have, have been pretty hard on them, but I guess it was designed to be cheesy. Like, that that's good. I just, you know, the, the marketing was fumbled, I feel like, because it, it took until Franchi was on um, Albert's podcast before I even understood what the backstory of the game was. You know, and that should have been, that should have been the first thing coming out. And I've had, well, I, I've played, yeah. yeah. I, I think, too, if, if you can have it in front of people and the cast will be there and they can explain the game really well and you can see all that, I guarantee you they'll make a few more fans, you know, and get and get some more sales for it. Because that, that's going to, you know, just seeing it, understanding what's going on, I, I think that'll be a good thing for them. So. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough. I've played it in about three different locations now, and I definitely have a love-hate relationship with this game. I've talked about it before. When I step up to it, I love it. I love the thumping sound. I love the the lights. The layout's interesting. There's ramps everywhere. I love that. There's magnets. And then I start playing, and then either the game is, you know, unlevel or, you know, needs tightened up and balls are jumping off the wire forms, um, you know, or it's playing perfectly and I'm having a good time. So, you know there's been times where I walk up to it and I'm like, why am I not getting this game? There's, it's got everything I need. I have everything I like in it. It's, it's an original theme. It's not just some IP that's being rehashed. There's a lot put into it. And then I get to some cringy full motion videos and then the balls are jumping over the plastics. I'm like, forget it. I hate this game. This game's garbage. Take this truck and tank treads and drive it off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a, a good game to maybe play on location. Uh, you know, and, and especially to, you know, it's, it might not be something that you want to own, but I think it's something that everybody should at least play. It's, it's an enjoy. It's fun. Yeah. And I it's think weird. It, it's, it's cheesy. It's weird. Just, just go have fun. Don't, don't worry about it. I think just, the, just have fun. I think the people that have it at home and have it set up properly and it's working good, they're really enjoying it. And I, so, yeah, I, I'd say, you know, for me, I think I'm going to play it on location, but I don't disparage anybody that has it in their home. Unless they paid seventeen thousand dollars for the signature edition for some no, reason, no, 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 you don't just for to, the that, thermos. That seem like a cash grab, just <laughs> for a few items. I, I don't think they sold too many of those. I would call it strong arm robbery, and the only thing it came with was you know that three D back glass and a thermos and and a handful of banners and some posters and things. That was that was very strange. That was a strange idea. 
Yeah, but I think, like I said, maybe maybe as more people can see it and get their hands on one, I, I think it'll be a good a good uh, experience for them to have have it at Expo. That'll be that'll be nice. Now, whether they have another new game or not, or, or release something, uh, you know, they've been talking about that. They talked about how they have four or five games in development. They I don't got games I, from Barry Ausler. They got games from Dennis Norman. Oh, coming. Uh, food got, truck. A uh, couple other you know guys there making games. Uh, they've got the Ryan McQuaid that did Sonic. I mean, what kind of game is he going to have soon? I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll have maybe they'll have a game at Expo. I mean, you know, a food truck sounds like rolling garbage, but then there was a truck stop game and it was enjoyable. So there's a the game about taxis that's fun, right? There's a maybe, there's a there's a diner game. Theme food uh, truck into Bucky's the pinball machine oh take all of my money and give me those beaver nuggets right now can you imagine it's gonna have the dancing beaver you know topper that they had on that game like teed off and it's gonna be bucky you know the the bucky's beaver up there on top oh man if i give you a bucky's game i'm getting that can you imagine all the gas pumps like they could be stand-up targets that you're hitting oh and you collect beaver nuggets as currency and then unlock beef jerky american pinball are you listening give the people what they want please all right so (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. All right. So the thing stranger things have happened. Oh, stranger things. Oh, stranger things that would, would, that would stranger things hopefully are happening. And hopefully there might be some, some stranger things coming soon. I'm just saying little birdies are tweeting, man. And I ain't talking about that X, but we'll have to wait. Yeah. But you're talking talking about Expo, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of really, really good stuff there at Expo. Um, one of the other things I think a lot of people are looking forward to is they're going to have that Stern factory tour. Yeah. So you can go over to the new factory. And uh, what do you think about that? So that, you know, I, I didn't have a terrible interest in that, you know, dusty factory, wake up early or whatever, but I would love to see this new production facility. And so, and now that we're out of COVID, it's not going to be a virtual tour again. So yeah, that would be interesting. I need to buy my ticket and, and, and finagle and schedule what actually time it's there and try to get my butt out of bed. Uh, to get to it because I believe it's an early morning run. I think it's like October nineteenth, and I think it's in the morning, maybe nine or ten or so. Maybe they have a couple, you know, different tours throughout the morning, and uh, that's on October nineteenth. I had seen, and also I saw that on October nineteenth they're going to have a showing of the movie Pinball, the Man Who Saved the Game with Roger Sharp. What a fantastic film that is! Like just legitimately, just going by film itself. I had heard about it, and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be some kind of you know one-off pinball movie. I'll, I'll get to it eventually. But then I saw it, and I'm like, this is awesome. I came home and showed my wife. She loved it. it it's funny. Loser Kids just did an interview with the uh, the, the the directors or producers of that movie. Um, and, yeah, I, I actually thought that was Roger Sharp playing himself there, too. Like, I was completely convinced. Oh, they de-aged him like Harrison Ford in the new <laughs> Indiana Jones? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's but gonna... yeah, they're going to have that. And like I said, I, I I thought that would be really good last year, but I guess there was a lot of maybe rights and different things because it was just out. So they really didn't have permission, I guess, to show it publicly. It hadn't been streaming or anything yet. But this year, they're going to actually have it at Expo. They're, I guess it'll be one one of those you know show halls. But they're going to have the movie, and they're going to have a Q&A with Roger Sharp right after the movie. So you can go watch the movie with... The man who saved the game. I mean, I'm excited to go and get Clementine to sign something, but if I can go get some like Roger Sharp FaceTime, I'm there, man. Yeah. Well, so. Roger Sharp, I actually he's a he's a really nice guy. I've met him a couple times at the shows just real quick. Um actually uh, it was Dave Brennan and um Ryan Kuiper. They used to do like Turbo Graphic Seven, I guess it still does Turbo Graphic Seven over on Buffalo Pinball. Mm-hmm. 
and um, he brought his Cyclops game, the old Roger Sharp game game plan, named the company uh, Cyclops. Have you ever played that? I don't think so. But I'm going to go fire it up on the version. Yeah, so he had it all set up, streaming Cyclops there at Expo, and then here comes Roger Sharp. That was his game. And Uh, we played Cyclops with Roger Sharp. Talk talk about a pinball moment, right? That was fun. (laughs) And he was was saying, oh, yeah, uh, Dave, your your, uh, Cyclops looks better than the one I have at my house. That's fantastic. That has it in such great shape. And I don't think, you know, I don't know the exact number of how many they made, but, you know, it wasn't a lot. Uh, And a lot of them, I guess, maybe hadn't survived. A lot of the old operators, you know, would have a game and they'd make their money off of it. And when it started needing repairs and they didn't have the parts for them or something, then they, they went in the trash and stuff got thrown away. Dang. Yeah. So I mean, you're like, Todd Tucky got thrown off the side of a building. I saw that. All right. Well, Ooh. I'm going to, I'm going to fire up the VP here when we're done and I'm going to, I'm going to play a couple games on it. And speaking of VP, it looks like virtual pinball is going to be more represented at expo this year from what I've been hearing from the guys yeah, from, is it at yeah, games or arcade one up? It's going to be uh, virtual pinball guys there. Now I haven't got into it as much as you have uh, with your actual whole cabinet. And I guess, is it maybe like Zen studios? Are they going to be there too? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard some rumblings. I'm not sure. I didn't get it. Any of it confirmed yet, but you know, people say what they want and dismiss, but I will say that virtual pinball, good for the hobby. When I started getting like kind of reinterested in into the depth and breadth of this hobby, it was playing pinball arcade on my PlayStation 3. You know, that's where I played, um, you know, the Tales of the Arabian Nights. That was the free game that came with it when you download it. And then you could pay five bucks and get other tables or 20 bucks and get a pack or something. But I was able to play through Medieval Madness, right? And I got good at the virtual version of it, just okay, playing yeah, on my TV. Yeah. And then that took me to a free play arcade in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, near Philadelphia, where they had a real one. And I walked up to this game, like thinking, dude, I've mastered this thing on my PlayStation 3. I got this. And then came to grips with reality of like physics and games that are, you know, you have to learn that individual game just because of how it's leveled, of where the shots are. I had my butt handed to me, sir. Uh, yeah, but it's. I think it's a great, you know, in, introduction or entry into pinball because you know they they're expensive. Not everybody can afford a, a five to ten, fifteen thousand dollar game. So, but most everybody has a PlayStation or they have their phone, they have an i iPad or whatever they've got, tablet. So, get a game. You can get free games. I know I got it on my Xbox. I've got uh, Fish Tales and a couple other games on there that were free. And I play it every now and then. And sure, it's, it doesn't compare to the real thing, but it, it's fun just to play for five minutes. So. Yeah, I will say, you know, the the graphics, the sound, the rules are identical. Um, you know, of course, playing the real machine is always going to be better. But, you know, to have a thousand games, you know, on a device in your living room, whether it's, you know, virtually on a television or replicated in a cabinet, I think that's a good thing. Um, that's the only place I've played Big Bang Bar. <laughs> you know, I've got it sitting oh, over yeah, there in the corner. Yeah, I can fire it up. There's know? a lot of games that, you know, like you said, that, that are fairly rare. You're not going to see them very often or, you know, you're not going to drive or go somewhere 10 hours away just to play one game. Oh, and have um, you driven 10 hours and showed up and that game's down? True. Yeah, there's a place that was, um, I say near me, but it's about, I guess it's about four or five hours away down in the Outer Banks, North Carolina. And there's a place called Flippers down there. And it's like this gas station. And if you drove by, you would never even know that they had pinball machines in there. And back in the back, they just have a big bang bar just sitting there. And the owner just said, oh, just go turn it on and play it. So <laughs> You're like, hey, just, l- let me take that old thing out of here. I'll give you $400 for it, and I'll load it up. 
But yeah, they they I don't know how many they have now, but wow. they they had 80, 90 pinball machines and you know, every single new game, every single new stern or New Jersey Jack or Spookies and, and like I said, all kinds of old games. But they're just sitting in there and there's a big bang bar and they, you know, back before Cactus Canyon had remakes, you know, they had Cactus Canyon just sitting there. Oh, it's Cactus Canyon. They're yeah. go play. Yeah. So staying on bang. staying on Big Bang Bar for a minute. I do want to get to this, uh, make sure we get, have time to get to it. So uh, I just want to run through the companies at Expo, and especially the ones that are rumored or strongly suspected to potentially have new game releases or new game reveals. And we can start with mm, the Pinball sure. Brothers, right? Because you know there's been rumblings and, and a general sense that something new may be coming soon from them. You know now that they're you know building out their queens, they're going to need something else to put on the line. They just partnered with that huge uh, production facility in Italy, in northern Italy. There, um, so are they going to have something? And if so, is it going to be an original game that they're doing, or are they going to do one of these remakes we've been hearing about? We've heard so many rumors, I guess, about that they're going to make a remake. But I mean, what if they make their own game? Right. Yeah, and it, they very well may. You know, I don't think we don't have anything solid. Um, but I keep hearing like you know remakes are coming, and we've heard Big Bang Bar, we've heard Twilight Zone for like a year now that somebody was doing that. So it had to at least have been true at some point. You know, whether it is anymore, who knows? Who's got the license for that? We you know CGC is a little bit cagey as far as like you know future production. I've heard people say that uh, you know they 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 lost the planetary pinball. Uh, relationship that they had and maybe someone else got it maybe they still have it i have no idea um yeah but you know first off are they going to have a game or not maybe because i think something will need to be announced soon for them to follow up with queen but would it be a remake or would it be real i don't know i don't know well you know it's, it's going to be exciting either way i mean i'm happy to see any new game uh what i, I personally would probably rather prefer them just to have a brand new original like you know themed game I would much rather see that, like, you know, they come out, I'm just making up Die Hard or whatever it is. I'm just you know, something like that, just a new game. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not deep into the lore of Pinball Brothers, but do they have um, their own designer, design team that they've announced? Like, um, you know, somebody that's, like, rumored to be working on a game, or are they kind of going after, you know, games that have been in development and this kind of stalled, no one's made it, and they're kind of taken over? Well, didn't Dave Sanders, who did the Punny Factory and things like that, didn't he do Alien and, and had a lot of help on the Queen? Or maybe that was Barry Ausler and, and Dave Sanders kind of collaborating on that? Yeah, this is beyond my pay grade of understanding oh. to, dip, <laughs> to dive into that. But I, I do talk to Dave occasionally. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'll, I'll bring that up, see what I can data mine from there. All right, so, yeah, Pinball Brothers, they'll be there. Queens will be there. And hopefully this time they'll be more in number and also not stuck on just two balls to keep the line moving because I want to actually get a chance to play it. Well, they've had some updates on the code, which I think has gotten a whole lot further, especially since last year. And I actually talked to the coder of the game last year, uh, Joe Schober. He works for American Pinball. And one time I saw that he was going to be working at CGC as well. I don't know if that ever happened, uh, but he's also doing the programming for Queen. He did Alien. Okay. They call him Ferret if you've seen him. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see another game with shiny chrome ramps, right? So, you know, he's been doing a lot of the coding on on Queen, and I, I have not played one uh, recently because I, I, nobody has one out on, on location anywhere near me. But uh, I heard it was better uh, than it was, you know, from six months ago because it added some new modes and some things like that. It's a little bit of polish. Yeah, I definitely want to give it some plays there. Um, you know, do I'm a fan of the band. 
Uh, who else do we got? Mystery Pinball Company. Now, Mystery Pinball. They've been sending out emails. One of them found its way into my inbox. Uh, you know, I think they gave out more stickers than you do, Don. <laughs> I was at Electric Bat, and I saw their stickers just sitting there. <laughs> I should have copped one. Um, I'm not sure. So what do you think this Mystery Pinball Machine is? Do you think it's some major movie? Is it a TV show? Is it a band? I mean, is it is it is it an original IP? I mean, it's been rumored that it's some type of major major ip that's going to be really big i mean what, what do you think i i it's probably not road trip <laughs> that's tilt bob's game beyond that i have no idea i, I honestly um i did look it's at rv it, the, the robin williams comedy when they take the uh, rv i would rather watch i'd rather do they do one of like ice cubes family comedy cross-country things uh. <laughs> there's snakes out there this big anaconda how fun would that be um, yeah, no, it could be. Uh, I would like to see more television shows made into games. I think I feel like that was a thing, you know, in the '80s a lot. But then we've kind of gotten away from that. It's it's been movies and and damn, we have so many band pins now. Um, well, Stern tried that and they did Twenty Four and they had CSI. Uh, CSI is a good game. We're not very big sellers. Okay, I agree with that. CSI, fun game. Didn't they do VIP or barbed wire or something too, like a Pamela Anderson no, that vehicle? Was, that was Gottlieb. I think that oh, was okay. their very last game, <laughs> and I heard it was probably the reason that they don't make any more games anymore. They, you know, as great as Pamela is, they should have went with Thunder in Paradise with Terry the Hulk Hogan. Ooh, I, that would still be sought after now. Um, right, so Mystery Company. So they've been kind of cagey this whole time, and people were just kind of getting to the point, me myself included, like like put up or shut up you know come on like give us like a timeline of when we're going to see something you know because you kind of want to work you know work up to a release date you know and say okay we got a three-month window we're going to build hype for three months and then we're going to release you know but like we have no idea timeline wise you know, like when something's coming what's coming yeah, i would i would like to just know just just say hey our game is going to be at expo or something like that sure. or our game's coming out on december 1st just to kind of give everybody an idea when it's going to be there but or like or like when are we going to hear something next because if they go quiet for six months again you know everybody's gonna forget about them you know and they're not they're not like building any hype so i think that would be nice to like you know we're, we're gonna release this thing in in stages of information the next info drop is in you know 30 days or something so at least we know something is coming well i tell you that the pictures that they released so far of the underside of the play field and they showed some cabinets you know like on a assembly line they showed uh some you know testing where they were putting code on there and you could kind of see reflection of a play field and and kind of what was going on so it looks like they're you know having games are going to be ready to go as soon as they say it's ready to ship i wasn't i was impressed games already built yeah yeah i mean uh, i like the pictures that i saw they got a fully stocked factory there's game fields that are being populated there's cabinets in a building um which is you know reassuring that once something's revealed they'll actually be able to be sold too and it's not going to be well give your two thousand dollar non-refundable deposit now and and we we swear we're making all 100 by the end of the year Yeah, absolutely. i think that's the way you should do it now obviously you know they're not going to have 500 games built right off the bat but if they have 20 games built on day one and say here they are they're ready for sale then it's going to help out a whole lot so how cool if this was like a really cool movie license game like something we've been waiting for like a beetlejuice or something mm. I don't, i'm trying to think what what do you think it could even be i mean it just it, it's so many possibilities it could i really could even try to even imagine what they have because it probably it may look it, it might be you know uh, maybe it's going to be the taylor swift pinball machine or something like that i mean who knows someone's got to put that bug in that girl's ear because you know all she has to do is say i think i would like to have one and i think it would sell amazingly well because 
people that just are into Tay would buy it. You know, not not just pinball people. I mean, that's like broad based appeal. Um, I think it would work good on location. If I was operating a location, I would have a Taylor Swift machine. I mean, there's tons of new games. I mean, Haggis is making Centaur. I mean, Haggis, make Bluey. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Thank you very much. Yes. Let's get us some Bluey, please. The Wiggles. It's us. Well, okay. Let's not let's kick it out of, out, of, <laughs> okay. out of control here. <laughs> All right. No, but this mystery pinball machine, like I said, it, it, it seems promising. It looks like it's got a lot of mechs and and it may be, maybe three flippers. Maybe it's got upper play field. It's got magnets. I just got a text to the phone from Mr. Andrew McBain from Pinball Adventures on some cabinet art for the night version of Elements. Which oh, okay, wow. so so here's a game that will be at Expo, like confirmed, like it's going to be there, it's going to be playable. Look at this thing. <laughs> I'm trying to show you through the camera here. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for this game. I still haven't seen the whole playfield yet, but I, I've heard the, the things that he's putting in there, um, some cool optical effects things. Um, he's kind of. He, this guy's this guy's got an inventive personality here. He he eschewed the LCD screen in the back box and just went for a normal uh, you know like back glass translite. And then he took an LCD screen and put it up as a topper. <laughs> so it's very, yeah, it looked like it's pretty high up there. Somebody so, with low ceilings is not going to be happy with that. And so when when I talked to him about this, he says the thinking was there's going to be you know things up there that other people can watch you know while you're playing the game. And most of the time you're not staring at an LCD screen. Um, now for information and hopefully there's call outs so you know kind of what to do because there's not it's going to be hard to crane your neck up there to see you know how many more widgets you need to get to unlock the next battle mode or whatever's in the game um, but yeah this is this is something that's different right different is good yeah yeah and you know and we were talking earlier before we re started recording you know um, pinball adventures is a pinball company that is building pinball machines you can buy one and they will ship one to you they're not taking non-refundable deposits, and then you have no real way of knowing when your game is coming. If you want one, you can get one. Punny factories now, in development let me ask right you now. Then, uh, since you've talked to him recently, do you yeah. know if he's going to bring just one, or will he have a few there to play? Uh, has he given any more details about that? He's not bringing one, so there'll, there'll be at least two or more. I, I haven't okay. heard exactly how many he's making, but um, I believe they're in transit already into the states because they're coming from Canada. Um, so they will be on site, and maybe more than just one site too. Well, so are you going to be bringing the truck and bringing one back home with you? <laughs> if mm. I can get away with it, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, a lot of things are up in the air, but you know, I mean, I, I love me some new pinball. I went out and played Punny Factory. Did I tell you? Yeah, I saw that. You did the stream out there. Yeah, yeah. So Bad Pinball is touring it around, and uh, they're out in Ohio, They were, and they're, they've been dropping it locations for a few weeks at a time, and I happen to be in the area, so I, of course I'm going to scoot by and play this dang game. I've been you know, wanting to play it forever just to finally experience you know, this game. So I, they let me set up my streaming equipment in this bar and play it. So, um, you know, it, it was fun. You know, I have to say it's not loaded with upper play fields or a lot of ramps and wire forms or mechanisms and things, but it's, it's a strong, the cabinet is, is fantastic. That birch plywood that they use to make this thing. Um, it was the engraved edition. And so it's like literally carved into the side of the machine of the logo. Like it feels good. Andrew, did he go out in the Canadian forest and chop that down himself and fabricate that into the cabinet? There was a slight scent of right. maple syrup between the ply layers. Oh. So, so potentially, yeah, yeah. It's a homebrew okay. cabinet. Um, you know, but the, the shots felt good. Like it didn't feel, you know, like the type of game like I would make if I made a homebrew where all my shots would be bricks because I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, like it, it was designed and engineered 
well. Like all the shots were hittable. So, you know, as far as like even just a proof of concept, I would call it a success for him. I know Andrew's already happy with the sales that he's got. And so anything on top of this is just, you know, bonus for him. And he's he's got six games he's planning on making. I believe it's six. And he's going to make them all. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely got some unique themes coming out. So I think with Sushi Mania and First Class. And, I um, can't wait for First Class. I'm so hype on that game. Com- a game about commercial airlines? Yes, please. Thank you. I thought it was X-Men First Class. No, 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 sir. No. Get, oh. get those Wolverine adamantanium claws out of here, sir. Now, there's going to be like some kind of airplane mech, and it's going to bounce up and down and rumble and take off or or simulate it or something, man. I'm 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 mm. ir- I'm irrationally mm. exuberant about this game. Maybe that'll be at Next Expo. Yeah, you know who else might be at Next Expo is uh, Mike from Homepin. <laughs> well, is, that, is that this Expo or is that the 2024 Expo? I don't know. I've heard I'm, I've I'm heard both on that. I've heard both. I have no idea. Um, I've also heard that he's making pinball machines for people that don't like pinball machines, which <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Mission and coming to a pinball show that's really only <laughs> pinball people, I don't think anybody's really just walking in off the street up there in Schaumburg and said, "Oh, pinball show today." I mean, you know, I'm going to hit the show floor and I'm going to go right to you know the big booths and see if there's any major announcements. But I'm going to keep craning my neck out for some home pin booth and see, like, you know, number one, does he show up? What does he come with? And am I finally going to get to play Thunderbirds? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they had a Thunderbirds. Oh gosh, I think they had a Thunderbirds there at the 2019 Expo, if I'm not mistaken. They had this big side room because it was at a different location in 2019. And they had a big side room that had a lot of games that were like for sale. Um, and they had Thunderbirds there. And they had like you know, a bunch of other obscure games, kind of like the Dominoes and, and Jetsons and things like that, too. That's fun. I mean, I have a penchant for the absurd, you know. So, like, I, you know, I, I'm curious. Um, yeah, and and they should have some spinal taps there because that's a game that's supposedly in production now. But I would assume if he wants to make money and sell pinball machines, that he would bring some. You know, I would assume. But I listen I mean, to that. He doesn't like making money. I guess he doesn't want to sell pinball machines to anybody. He just wants to make them. They're, they're for and, they're for men and in their man caves, but not the kind that have. Pinball machine. I don't know. I'm I'm confused. Um, maybe it's that Southern Hemisphere. I, I don't know. Yeah, Doctor John had a good interview with him on that um, Aussie pinball podcast. The you best. Know, the dude, I loved ago. it. And you know the stuff that he was saying, and I was just kind of scratching my head. I'm like, uh, why is he building games if he doesn't really want to sell them to Americans, which is the dominant market for pinballs? Yeah, yeah. And and you know, Spinal Tap is a, a game, and it, it looks interesting. Nine thousand dollars though seems a bit steep for that, you know, given the competition. And his rumor was he's going to try to come out with I think a sub five thousand dollar game with a movie license that nobody likes pinball is going to like. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. It's Mad, it's, it's Mad Max. I mean, that I I would be interested. Well, actually, you know, they did have an, a game they made a couple years ago that was kind of like a one-off, and they made it for an auto show. It was for the Porsche. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did hear about that. Um, so we'll we'll have to see there. Who else? I've never seen one out to play. I've seen it in pictures. I, I have no idea. But all right, so um, kind of similar to how uh, Pinball Brothers is, you know, uh, with Queen in production now, but I'm sure they're going to be kind of catching up with their demands soon and need to put something else on the line. I still think Jersey Jack is going to be in a similar position. You know, I don't think they're mm. I don't think they're selling five thousand Godfather LEs, and I think they may not produce them all in this run. 
And I think, are you thinking that they may have a new game at Expo? I don't. Maybe I don't think it's zero percent chance. I think there is. If not, I don't. Okay, maybe not a new game there, but maybe they may announce something or announce an announcement to come at a later date. You know, I think we're going to leave Expo knowing a bit more about the future of JJP as far as well, release schedule. A lot of times, if you could just talk to these designers and 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 talk to a mother on their off time, they usually kind of spill the beans a little bit when they're when they're out and about that's usually how a lot of this info gets out so i mean no so go, if, go corner steve Ritchie in the bathroom at the urinal i mean i was planning so on doing Steve's, that anyway what but what game are you making <laughs> uh, see how well that goes <laughs> give me money that's what he'll say just like a black knight more coins more okay steve just tell me what you got what are you making poop oh, okay steve all right <laughs> Just give those guys their space. They just wanna <laughs> they wanna walk around the show like a normal person. Just leave them alone. Oh, if if there's Don't a benevolent about their games. If there's a benevolent god above, there will be a Steve Ritchie dressed up as Shao Kahn fighting Kerry Hoskins over at the American Pinball booth. Sony mm, plays versus Shao Kahn. True. <laughs> at least a shouting match. <laughs> oh, hey, well, you were at the Louisville show, the guy that was uh Kato or the other characters. He was there. With, Dan- with Daniel Pensina? Is that his name? Did you not see him? I, I must not have saw him. How did I miss Kano? I was in the elevator with him, and I saw him at the show. He's like, hey, man, I saw you in the elevator. I'm oh. like, oh, yeah. What the heck, man? Where was I? I was probably at Bucky's. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Was that last year's Louisville show? I'm getting on my knees. Could have been. I know the NBA Jam there guy was there, and apparently entertaining people in the hotel bar late at night with his little <laughs> portable Mr. Microphone. Yeah. He's on fire. <laughs> you should have got him to do like an intro for you. You know, Don's podcast is heating up. Dude, I'm like seven episodes in at that point. Like, I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> if well, I would... He charged like 20. He, he'd do like 15, 20 bucks. He'd record, you know, videos for you on your phone or whatever. And... Um, I'll do it now if I see him again. Yeah. He, well, actually, he was at one of the expos. I don't Maybe he'll be there this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's playing the circuit. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Make his money. All right. There's a lot of good stuff coming to Expo, yeah. But you know, I honestly, Don, Don, the the number one thing, yeah, of Pinball Expo, uh huh, is not Pinball Expo. I know where this is going. It's pin, it's the Pinball Olympics. I am hype about the Pinball Olympics. I am going. I bought my ticket. I bought a bus ticket for some reason because it's it's at an offsite location. I've heard I've heard tale of of things that happened at this place, and it's been a mixture of debauchery and and homemade ingenuity you might want yeah you might want to take that bus ride because if you have a few to drink or you know there I, there's all, i don't know what else is going on there at expo i mean at, at the olympics but yeah you might want to take the bus back i've heard tale i've heard back. tale of a, a game you play while lying on your back looking into a mirror and there's a tickle me elmo involved in a shaker motor somehow i don't know i don't know uh, there was a Tickle Me Elmo uh, that uh, was very, very interesting, for sure. All right. Not, not one I've seen at the store. I can't wait to see what I can get my hands into. Not Well, maybe at the adult store, but oh. it wasn't at Target. Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious yeah. me. All right, well, maybe I'll need to do a live remote if, if cameras are allowed at this place. Oh, absolutely. You, def- you definitely need to do a, do a video or a live. I, I don't know you know, if they maybe don't want something being shown, but I've seen a lot of video. You can go on YouTube. Just go on YouTube and search Pinball Olympics, and there's a bunch of uh, YouTube videos of some guys, you know, and showing off what's going on. So you can definitely see it there. So I'm imagining it's very, a very unique. I'm imagining a cross between a free play arcade and an eyes wide shut party, and I don't know if I'll ever come back. It's it's definitely uh, memorable. <laughs> but 
not no no in all seriousness yeah i, I went to to the pinball olympics the last two years it was it was the most fun i had in pinball and the the camaraderie there the 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 fun just hanging out with everybody uh there's all kinds of people there um it's a great time there's all kinds of very unique and weird and odd ways to play pinball you do it with your friends it's kind of like a uh, just write down the scores and at the end everybody gets medals and and gets all kinds of prizes they've got food there they have like a gigantic taco uh bar that you can just get whatever you want all the drinks you want all the food you want to eat all the pinball you want to play for a few hours it is the most fun i've ever had in pinball now so is definitely it, do it is this always at the same location yeah it's at uh Banger Jay's house. Oh, oh okay. All right. I'll, I'll be sure to look that up on the uh, on the apps. <laughs> but so. yeah, it's it's a thread on Pinside that they usually put up to about it. Uh, you can go search some videos on YouTube, Pinball Olympics. But Scott Denisi is always there. He's helping design games. Like like they, the other year, they had TNA on this rotating platform that was spinning around while you're playing, and it's playing you know playing music. It was like a like a club in there while you're playing TNA spinning around and it was so much fun and I've never played pinball like that before and never have since then I'm so excited I did see a little video of that and so yeah I'm hyped so they have a treadmill challenge where they have a game hooked up to a treadmill every year and you have to run while you're playing so tickets for this event were $100 they are sold out but you can they are they are transferable so if somebody can't make it they will offer up their ticket for sale so there is still a chance that you could go to this thing but you got to keep your you know ears open and your eyes shut or or how, how's it go how did mary mm. poppins say it and if you don't have a shuttle bus ticket i was looking on there earlier just kind of checking it out i think they still have some shuttle bus passes and the thing was the parking over there is a little limited it's kind of in a neighborhood like in a typical neighborhood with cul-de-sacs and the thing was they just don't want everybody coming and tying up the entire neighborhood sure you don't want to get your car towed or you know you don't want to get something like that crazy happen so get you a ticket ride the shuttle bus they'll take you over there in a you know fully like tour bus and it wasn't like a school bus you know it was a really nice bus so perfect perfect i have one more prediction uh when it comes to companies now that we're on big daddy stern uh next i there, there, there's still this production hole right hmm. the, this this upside down production hole in november um where something is rumored to be taking place and normally we know months out what stern is going to be producing so that people can plan and order their deadpool pros or whatever is going to be on the line but when we get to expo i think we are going to know what is filling up november because that's going to be the next month right so i i think you know they're holding back now what you know waiting for venom sales to go there's really no reason to reveal what their planned production is going to be but something cool is going to come out of that factory i think you mentioned earlier that maybe a Stranger Things rerun. I mean, I've heard rumors of that. This um, is the first I'm hearing of it. Rerun. Maybe they'll have another limited edition version of something. But I, I, it's been only you know a month or so since Jurassic Park came out. I, I highly doubt they'd have another one so soon. But I mean, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. It would be completely out of character for Stern to turn around and say, "Here's 500 limited editions of another game that's been out of production, and uh, here you go. Come and get them. Thirteen thousand dollars out the door." Oh, plus we put a different powder coating on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's rumored, I guess, you know, 
everybody knows that the, the next game is probably Jaws. I mean, that's what I assume. Everyone's been talking about it. Oh, I'm man. just going to go with it because everyone's saying that. So I don't think they're going to be ready to have Jaws yet this year, I would assume. Um, so I would say, think that maybe they are going to just have another game that hasn't been run recently, like like a Stranger Things, and, and, and make some of those because everybody has been clamoring for them, and they didn't really make very many. Uh, I did talk to a Stern employee, um, okay. I can't remember if it was Louisville or wherever, but talked to one of the guys and, you know, not, not any numbers, but they were just saying that, you know, Black Knight wasn't, was like the lowest seller and like Stranger Things was probably like the next lowest seller. So they just didn't sell very many of them. Mm-hmm. And when they originally came out, it was right there and right when COVID happened too. And I think that just totally killed the game sales. I remember. I think, I think that just was it. It came out like really, really late. December of 2019 and it never really took off because the code just wasn't quite finished right when it came out and then COVID hits and everybody didn't want to spend a penny. You know, you wanted to hold on to your money. And then when everybody wanted to spend their money again, they just really weren't making the game anymore. I remember when I went to buy my first game, 2020, you know, I was really getting into pinball and I was like, I'm going to go out, I'm going to get a machine, ended up with a stern dark Knight. But the guy at the at the the used game store had a new in box Stranger Things, and I, I only knew I didn't know anything about it, and I'm like I, I I'm into that show. I, I kind of want a brand new game in box. That'd be awesome. But I don't know if I want to spend that much. And it must have been like seven or eight thousand dollars or something. Was, I think it was at least a premium. It might have been an LE in the box for all I know. Um, but yeah, I I hit myself every time I think about that now because that game would have doubled in price by now. And not to mention, been awesome. When I first did see a premium, like I, I didn't know there was a projector in it. I was like, I was completely blown away that they were doing pro- projection mapping, you know, on a pinball machine on the dang spinners, man. Oh yeah, because when the game originally came out, um, I wound up buying a used one like immediately once it came out because it was a guy that I got it from that, that kind of buys games and doesn't keep them very long. He didn't have it but like a few weeks or something like that, and he was getting an LE, and so I bought his pro for him and. I had it out on location uh, at, at one of the locations that I do. And um, I've had it sitting there ever since. And I've had it since like late 2019 sitting right there. It's probably paid for itself like four times by now. My location doesn't really make a ton of money, but I think it's probably had, I think I only paid like $5,000 for it. And I think it's made about forty five hundred or something like that. Oh, really? So I've almost made back like what I paid on it. But okay. I, I have the game, and it, you know, if I want to sell it or trade it or something like that, I have it, and it still looks great. I yeah. put the UV kit on it. I've got art blades on it. So let me I've ask you a- this, guy. I never dug into this. What all is involved in the UV kit? Is it just a strip of LED lights that you plug in, or is like their hardware? It looks like there's well, some the, kind of metal mesh the UV over it. UV kit came with these light brackets that kind of mounted onto the um ram, um the plastic wire forms yeah with whatever you want to call them but the the uv and, the uv is coded into the game so is it just plugging in all, like the ultraviolet purple led strip into that lighting receptacle on the board and then it's good to go it's like it was already meant to be on there initially sure that they probably all were going to come with it but it, it must have been some kind of cost cutting measure at the last moment that they just didn't include it yeah or maybe there was some kind of delay and they couldn't get it out in time but and i think that's what made everybody mad too is when it really originally came out the uv kit was like 
three hundred dollars. Right. And everybody said three hundred dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> oh. That's that's crazy. Who would pay three hundred dollars to add this to your game? My sweet I, summer that, child. Should have came with the game, you know, originally. And I guess I see that. I, I see that logic. It's true. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess maybe for whatever reason, licensing, they had to get the game out, mm-hmm. and they just didn't have time to fully get a production model uv kit out i mean the, the game needs them because you know that that uv ink is in the the play field and it, it's such a cool experience when that, that changes over and you see like that alternate color come out but people were talking about you know this thing's been out of production hard to get rare but like isn't it just led lights that you can plug into a board that's probably already coated or- no because it's it's the the bracket and everything's are kind of made for it i mean i guess somebody could make it but it, i think it came with a a little board too that's not, what not i'm like wondering board, but it came with a light board and then it came with the the light brackets and, and metal parts that hold it all uh, up so okay. it's, it's not something that you could just add on to it all right all right okay fine okay because so, i put in led trough lights before and it seems like that would work anyway whatever <laughs> so. but yeah like i said when it when it came out i remember that everyone was just ticked that it was that extra cost yeah, well, and it was three hundred dollars, and I just remember people are like, "I'm not getting this." It's on the principle of I'm not paying extra for something that should have been on there to begin with, and I think it was already kind of, you know, maybe not the the most complete code, and I think that just kind of hurt their sales, and it just kind of left a bad taste in people's mouths. And then, like I said, now you know, a couple years later would you gladly pay $300 for some kind of add on now that now it'd probably be a thousand dollars for the, for the light kit if they came out with yeah. it now. I mean, we can't give them 500 bucks for expression lights cause they're just not making them. I mean, they'll, they'll sell every one that rolls out of the factory. Now wait till next year when we're paying money for enhanced code updates. Well, going back to the stranger things, I know yeah. I've been all over the place here, but I was kind of one of those people that was mad and like, we well, you know what? It's $300, and I'm not doing it because I think it should have been on there to start, and I'm not paying $300. So I sat there for like another year or whatever it was and, and didn't get it. And then one day I'm like, you know what? That's stupid. I could have just <laughs> this light kit for $300 and add it to my game and, and make it make it more enjoyable. So luckily at the time, I it, I found one on eBay or whatever from a, from a stern, you know, retailer that sells stuff on ebay and paid you know maybe like 10 bucks more or whatever it was on ebay but i got a kit and you know now you can't find one i mean you can still find some stranger things every now and then but i think most of them probably have the uv kit on there i would i would assume i'm on the i'm on the hunt for a shooter rod if anybody knows where to to locate one i've got one well yeah one that you'll sell me (laughs) sure what what okay we'll talk after the show sir all right what else are we gonna get to? Um, oh, I do have. I did want to play a little game here. No, um, I've got a little blast from your past, sir, that I want to play. You already, all right, so <laughs> I, well, it's easy. We're only playing one round. You're gonna to listen to the sound clip and then give me your your uh, unfiltered response. Oh, hey, no. this is Cos with an update on American Pinball. Michael Grant and Josh Kugler joined Jack Danger streaming Houdini on the Dead Flip Twitch channel this past week. There's some updates to the game, and it also introduced an all-new co-op team play mode. It's Kaz doing his uh, remote update about American Pinball. I found an old clip All of right. that. <laughs> now, was that from Special When Lit, or was that from the Pinball Show? That was from the Pinball Show. I, I kept flipping down until I found one that had a little sound clip of you. Ah. Now, see, I started out helping Ken Cromwell and, and Bill Webb over there at the Special When Lit Pinball Podcast. Great show. Love it. Uh, back, in, back in 2019, and... 
and then like i guess i don't know exactly when the tpn was started was that right around covid time as well too Mm, must have been it was already going by the time i became you know i think awake it was to somewhere it. there in, in, in getting started in january or february march somewhere right before covid i, I can't think of things you know bc it's before covid <laughs> uh, and after covid uh but at the same time i was helping out uh with with ken and those guys at special and lit and that's kind of how i went to my first expo it, it was like hey man you've been helping us with the podcast come up to expo or having a uh, meet and greet and have a table and all this stuff. I'll, I'll give you a, you know, a, a badge. You don't have to pay for your, you know, your, your ticket here. And I mean, it was great. I just hung out with them all, all week. It was, yeah. it was so much fun. And then like I said, I did that. I don't know how many episodes I just kind of helped them slightly and gave them little 30, 45 second clips on American pinball. Well, and then Ken had messaged us one day cause we had some correspondence, I guess at the time I'd have to even, gosh, I guess we had Craig Bobby. I can't even remember who we had because it's it's my mind's can't think back three four years. But we all our correspondents, you know, Ken said, "Hey, we're gonna go and we're starting the pinball network. We're gonna merge with Zach and and Greg Bone, and uh, we were gonna have um, Jason Fowler who did the slam. Um, which slap save? Have you ever heard the slap save? I kind of before. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to them extensively. Anyway, they, they were kind of planning out that we were going to have, you know, kind of start with TPN and, and they still wanted us to be the correspondent and we would still keep doing what we're doing. I said, man, that sounds great. You know, just let us know and, and we'll do that. So basically everything just transitioned to where we were helping out on the pinball show with the uh, correspondent sections on that. And, and they kind of just went in a different direction and they've got Craig Bobby just doing basically the news, but you know, it was, it was fun while I did it. I, I enjoyed doing it. I, I tried to actually almost be like a reporter and I would send some emails and, and or, or message the guys over there at American pinball. And there wasn't a whole lot going on. And yeah, you know, like they, when you were doing this, you, did you won't tell you all the details of the new game or something? like I that. I was wondering, like, did you have somebody on the inside that you were getting information from, or were you just like scouring the internet? No, forums? No, I, when, not really like through Zach or them or through Ken, but you know, when I was helping with special and lit, I would message the guys at American pinball on behalf of the, you know, special and lit podcast as their correspondent. And I would talk to the guys behind the scenes. I went to the factory over there and, um, that's when David, um, Joe Balser was still there mm -hmm. That was before hot wheels came out. It was, it was in 2019 and they had, their guys over there at the factory. So I got to go to the factory and, and meet the guys. But yeah, I would, I would message uh, their PR guy, Dan, and, and we would just have some correspondence and every now and then I'd, I'd message, uh, you know, somebody else there, like I said, some of the coders, they had Josh Kugler and, and like I said, uh, Joe Schober. Uh, later on, I would message um, when they, when American pinball kind of had their changeover after David fix took over, I would message, um, Michael Grant and before he went to Stern and I would message Steve Bowden sometimes and just say, Hey, you, you got any details or anything you want to talk yeah. about? So I really did, you know, get info from the team there. And but, I, I you think know, I, I didn't want to report like rumors, but I would just get info from them. And, and I, I really did. I tried to dig and, and find some, some info 
Well, I think that's what's news. That's that's kind of what's what's missing now. I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of blessed with Stern. They do a, a factory video every Friday and show us what's on the line, so we can kind of keep up with what they're doing. Um, you know, they release lists to distributors, and then that filters through, so we have an idea of like production, what's coming up. But I have like no idea what's going on with the inner workings at AP. Like, what's on their line right now? What are their production numbers like? Oh, you know, are they you know, doing runs and fits and starts? Companies. It's been talked about kind of before. You know, there there's a lot of secrecy with the pinball companies, they don't want to reveal too much. And I guess people have asked, why can't a pinball company be like a video game company or, or a movie studio that tells you the next five games they're going to have, you know, next five movies they're going to have out or whatever. It sure. Is. Sure. But you know, why can't Jersey Jack right now say, okay, you know, I'm just making this up. We're making Elton John and we're making Top Gun and we're making the Matrix, and after that, you know, we're making the Goonies, and we're just letting you know the next four games we're going to have, and it's going to be the next four years. Yeah. Now, you know, when you have when you're a Hollywood studio, you've got a lot of you know backing and lawyers and everything that are making sure things are actually on timelines. Um, but it, I I get the sense that with pinball companies, the licensing can kind of come down to the last minute on, on if it's actually going to be officially approved or, or or not, and you know, releasing too much too soon may push a licensor away to you know. Maybe if they see some demand building, maybe they want to, you know, they want a bigger share of the licensing fees um, or something. So I, I get that part of it. But, you know, if they're going to do a run of like another run of Legends of Valhalla or something, maybe kind of forecast that a bit so, you know, we can start thinking, okay, you know, I kind of want to move a game. I want something new. I, I, you know, and if I want something new in box, it's nice to know that that's coming, you know. Like if I hear about a run of Deadpool premiums from Stern or, you know, they just announced a, a final run of Gardens of the Galaxy Pros, you know, a few months ahead of time. We know that's coming. Now, even I'm, I wasn't thinking of that game at all before. And I actually considered like, do I want to get like a brand new build, new in box, you know, probably the, the, you know, all the kinks are worked out coming out of the factory game, you know, for Guardians. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to jump on one, but yeah, I did think of that. And I kind of think that, that's missing from some of these other companies where we just don't know really what's going on in the factory or, you know, what's the plan for the yeah, next three months. There's a little mystery there and, and whether that's good or bad for the consumer. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I, I like to kind of almost know what's coming just so I can plan it. Right. If, if that makes sense. Just so you kind of know what's out there because you could say, well, I want to buy something right now, but if you knew that something maybe you would think is, better you you would hold off i think that's why they keep from releasing too sure, much because sure. they just want you to go ahead and buy what's out right now if they told you that your most favorite thing of all time is coming out next and maybe you wouldn't buy anything right now yeah yeah maybe you wouldn't go for the the venom le right now you would wait for jaws which is rumored to be coming out you know or something like that yeah i i, I get that but just to have a sense on you know at least you know here's what the next month looks like for us you know here's what's going on today here's what you can buy from us today here's here's jerry turning screws here putting them together hi jerry well you know. you know the thing about it too is that a lot of the guys that have been making pinball they, they've been doing it for years and years and it's just i guess the way it's always been right. so that's just the way they do it shout and out to, until some shout company out to comes out and totally changes the way things were like like how deep root was gonna do yeah they, yeah. they told y'all like 57 games that they had in development and you see how that went not they, a single one ever came out they told you everything they weren't gonna build right up okay, front let's show, oh, <laughs> game 18 oh oh if you think game three was good wait till you see game 18 yeah yeah that, and you know we're gonna so, get in- there's been there's been ways that it's kind of not worked out and i guess that's why companies just do what they do so it's it's the way it's been done let's yeah. not fuck that trend yeah I agree. And you'll hear about all this lovely speculation here on Don's Pinball Podcast with Mr. Cos. Thanks for coming on here, buddy. 
Uh, yes, what, else, what else you want to get to here before we close this episode out? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything yeah. done. I'm sorry. No, no we, we got all the squeeze out of that juice. Thanks for coming on no, the co-host. We're, we're up to a full whatever, hour. Man. I, look, I'm just enjoying pinball. I, I don't really have any games at home right at the moment. I've had a bunch of games in and out of the house. Uh, there's games that I wish I could have back. Uh, I would love to have a, a Deadpool Again, mm -hmm. I'd love to have maybe like a Lord of the Rings to have Ooh, at home for yeah. a little while. Uh, but I've had I've stuff on, on location right now. I'm enjoying being a small-time operator. I've got about four or five locations where I've got games. I've got arcade stuff, Golden Tees, Big Buck Hunters, Pinball. I just love doing that. Yeah. Uh, I know you, you had a Halloween out on location for a little while. How would you like doing that? I did. It was you know, for about four weeks there. It was right up the street at this uh, brew pub we do tournaments at, just as kind of like a little special appearance. Um, you know, it was fun, you know, uh, going up there. Uh, of course, you know, one of the drop targets had to just snap off, like, the first day I had it out there. And I'm like, is this how it's going to be? Um, but it was just, it's time. I, I went out and, and, and put brand new ones in there. It's working fine. Um, people really enjoyed it. Um, so that was fun. Um, I, but yeah, I can kind of see, you know, how you're always going to be on edge. Like you get a text, something's down, you know, slings broken, games down. Yeah, and you gotta, like, my, rush out is, there. My, my games have been really, really rock solid. I mean, I tell you, I've had mainly stern pros. So there are fewer things to go bad. Um, they've seemed to be super reliable. I've had a few uh, Sam games, and I've mm -hmm. had some Spike ones and some Spike twos, but all of my Stern stuff has been has been rock solid. It's been great, and um, I even saw that Greg Bone from over there at uh, Straight Down the Middle he Robin just butts. started uh, having some games on location too. And the thing was, the place he had his games at's like Rub Rubbing Butts, Rubbing Butts Barbecue. Like, it's 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 that's greg it's officially on my list i want to go check this place out man but yeah i i really enjoy doing doing games on location and really my dream if you just want to ask me an honest question um i would love to just have a location that has more like a a mini family entertainment center yeah i, I don't want to have a gigantic place that has 200 games um but i want to have a small a small venue that's more for kids and families um just that kids can come have fun arcade games some pinball a room with a big uh, big tv just, for sports you know some yeah, food decent a, pizza like, i got a buddy of mine that he lives about 30 minutes away from me it's in martinsville virginia if anybody ever is just coming through virginia he's got a place called uptown pinball and he's got a um I don't know, he's probably got like 100, 150 games, pinball, arcade, everything. He's got all the new Raw Thrill stuff. If you ever played like King Kong, the VR games, and, and all those kind of things. But you pay like 15 bucks to get in. Mm -hmm. You can stay all day. You can play everything. It's all on free play. That, that's fun. And, and he, he does really well. And it's, you know, he's not in a big city, but it, it does really well. It's a place that kids go. It's packed. Everyone's just having fun. And that's really what, it's, what I want to do It's just – make a place that people can come play games and just have fun. I enjoy it. I like to see the kids smile and, and laughing and just having fun. That's really what it's all about. Cause pinball is really just all about the people. It's people having fun. It is. It is still pinball after all. Right. <laughs> well, but, yeah. And that's like me. I, I had, I bought a toy story. Um, Ellie, I, I actually, you're talking about guardians. I had a guardians and I traded my guardians plus a little bit of cash for that toy story. And I was going to go put it out on location. And 
then I had it at home and I was having fun with it. And my kids were having fun with it. Then I, I went up selling it to my buddy up there because I, I knew that more people wouldn't go enjoy it up there. So he, he had it out and people were loving it. All the kids coming in, they were love playing it. And he like I said, he had it on free play. So they just come up and hit start button. And you know, the bad thing about that though, sometimes these kids will just come up and play one ball because they don't know it's oh sure they don't know, they don't know the rules free to play it, but, yeah yeah but it's it's just it's there and they see it and i just love that you know we've got so many companies now making all these different games and can't say i love every single game but i pretty much will play almost anything i'll, I'll try to support them so all right man pinball it's fun let's do it well, thanks, man. Thanks for joining us here. I'd love to have you come on and dive deeper into the operation side of things. I have a ton of questions, all right? Uh-oh, sure. I'll come back another day if you want. Love if it. If anybody actually likes listening to my voice. I, th I thought I had a good voice for, for like, silent films. <laughs> a face for radio. <laughs> That's Brian Cosner. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode, number 72, Don Spinball Podcast. Email us at donspinballpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on the Facebook page, man. We're always having fun out there. If you're feeling froggy, hop on over to the Patreon, five bucks a month, and I send you free stickers. Who could want nothing more than that? Plus, I drop random stuff throughout the week. So, buddy, everybody. Later. <laughs>